Y les había comentado que tenemos a un invitado de la noche de hoy. Vamos a conversar con el señor Phil Corman. Él es el director ejecutivo de CISA. Y vamos a darle la bienvenida. Tonight's guest from Fort Tertulia is Phil Corman. He is the executive director of CISA. And for full disclosure, CISA underwrites with New England Public Radio. Buenas noches. Good evening. How are you, Phil? Welcome to Tertulia. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I, it's going to be a great conversation because I know I have so much to learn for, from this organization. I wasn't uh, too familiar with it until um, uh, I got to speak with you and also I got to read uh, one of your booklets. So um, for the listeners that are not too familiar with CISA. Tell me a little bit about the organization and also tell me a little bit about you. Well, thank you. So CISA is community involved in sustaining agriculture and we're a bi-local organization and what's prime to our work is we try to connect our local farmers and local agriculture to their neighbors and the community. And we've been doing this now for over 20 years, and we've had a tremendous impact on making it a little bit more possible for our local farmers to continue farming, which benefits all of us. And a little bit about you. <laughs> a little bit about me. So, um, I've been working at CISA now for uh, seven and a half years, and I love the work and I love the organization, and um, I feel so privileged to be able to be part of the staff and to enable us to make a difference here. And in my past, I've worked for other nonprofit groups, and for me, my work has all been about making a difference and trying to change the world just a little bit for our next generations to come. Very good. That sounds interesting. Tell me, uh, how... Uh Does uh, CISA work, you know, give us uh, a little bit of examples. How do you get together with the farmers or with the, bus with the businesses? How does that work? So CISA, um, we reach out to farmers in many different ways. And I think most people, even in the Valley, may not know CISA as well as they may know still the Local Hero Program. And if you look at the bumper stickers on cars in the Valley, I think we're probably The one, two, or three top bumper sticker you'll see depending on the campaign season, but we last longer than that. And what we do is we have a, a membership for farm businesses and businesses that buy ingredients from farms, and that's the Local Hero program. And what we try to do is help farms in every aspect of their business except growing practices. So we help them with figuring out what are the profitable parts of their business, what parts of their business they need to change, what are the laws around farming, how to write press releases, on and on. And then the other side of the coin is we help consumers know what is locally grown. So when you go into a supermarket or a food store or a restaurant even, you'll be able to say, oh, huh, so this is local, and that's my preference, and I'm going to buy it. How would you know in the restaurants if they are using a local program, uh, grown ingredient? ingredient? Well, there's 70 restaurants that are part of our Local Hero program, and so that would give you a clue that they're, they're sourcing some things from our farms, and um, you could ask the waiter or waitress. Some of the restaurants actually indicate it on their menus now, and they list the farms from which they purchase from. And the farmers, um, do, do they get to know the owners of the business businesses or you, you do that part and they don't communicate among each other? So I think at, 
at the very essence of what we do is we try to tie the the community closer together. So if you're talking about farmers, we'll bring farmers together and they get to learn from each other even as we're sharing information. If we're talking about farmers and restaurants, we'll do what we call meet and greets and actually bring restaurant owners and farmers into the same room and help them meet each other and help them share what does what the restaurant want to buy and what is the farmer have to offer. And even business deals happen right there as we're holding a, an hour and a half meeting. Um, so really, it's really what's so wonderful about the work we do is you actually get to know the people who grow your food, the people who cook your food, and farmers and restaurant owners get to know the people who buy from them. I know. That's that's good because you put in contact the giver and the receiver, yes. and, and it's a win-win situation. Of course, the consumer is the one that wins the most because you get this fresh product. Uh, um, what I wanted to ask you is how does the process start? You go, you approach a farmer, or you go first to the... For example, I don't know if you work just with restaurants and supermarkets? Do you work also with schools how, or no? Cafeterias from school or, or right. any other organization? So there's a great organization called the Massachusetts Farm to School Program. And what we will do is we'll make referrals for either parents or cafeteria employees or who's ever asking the question about how does that school source more locally. And then we work with Farm to School to actually do work with our colleges and institutions. So there's a number of colleges and institutions that are trying to all the time increase the amount of uh, locally sourced ingredients that they have. But we also work with retirement homes and really any business that's trying to make a commitment around the food they purchase or other farm products. Ah, I see. Yeah, That's good that you mentioned that, Phil, because I thought that at one point you were just connecting the farmers with the grocery stores, but right. it's a lot bigger than that. And, and the economic impact is bigger than that. We know from uh, the 70 restaurants that participate that over $2 million is purchased every year from our local farms. And when you look even at UMass Amherst or Hampshire College or some of the other colleges, as they increase their purchasing of local, they actually are providing a market for which our farmers can sell into. And that's very important. My guest tonight is Phil Corman. He is the executive director of CISA. And um, do you promote only uh, food, vegetables, or do you also go into different other branches? So our core probably is more around food, but mm -hmm. we totally support farms that are selling locally grown flowers, selling wood, um, people who are raising animals for the fiber, the farmers who are raising that. So we do all of that. And we have all this information at our website at buylocalfood.org. And we also have a magazine we put out every year called the Farm Products Guide Locally Grown. And you can get that for free at any farm of the 250 farms that belong to CISA at supermarkets and farm stands and restaurants that are participants. So I see that actually, so what happens is that the money kind of stays in the same area, right? right? Because if the businesses are purchasing it from product, uh, from our local producers, then the economy in this area Gets exactly. better, right? Right. It's sort of, you know, when we, we sort of did a new strategic plan a couple of years ago, and we really 
we're very clear that CESA's mission is to strengthen local agriculture, but it's also to engage the community in building the local food economy. And so we do know that when you keep dollars local, they have a greater economic impact. And in fact, we have a local food calculator that shows if all of us in Hampshire, Hamden, and Franklin County just moved $5 a week out of produce bought from outside the area to inside the area, we would generate 500 jobs and 20, over $20 million for the local economy. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned how many uh, restaurants did you say are participating? There's about 70 restaurants and over 250 farms. 250 farms. And where are they located? Are, are you working only in the western part of Massachusetts or no? So, so the core of our work are sort of the Connecticut River Valley, the Pioneer Valley of Franklin County, Hampshire County, and Hamden County. But there's also sort of sister groups that are independent of us but collaborators throughout Massachusetts. And we're the largest of that grouping. And so we help facilitate and coordinate different efforts to um, ensure that no matter where you live in Massachusetts, you'd be able to find a farmer that's growing something you may be interested in buying. Mm-hmm. And uh, the restaurants that you mentioned, are are they spread all over Western Mass as well or no? They, they are spread within the three counties. Um, there are less in Hamden County, and that is something that we're, we're putting more effort in. We're trying to reach more farms in Hamden County, connect them to more restaurants, and that's starting to work. Um, and again, if you go to buylocalfood.org, you can see what these restaurants are. And we even recommend if you go into a supermarket or a restaurant, just you asking what is local on the menu or what are you carrying of local produce mm. or other things. And I, I also want to be clear, we're not just talking about produce. We're also talking about local meat and local cheese and milk and honey and maple syrup. And it just goes on really? and on and oh. on. And if people haven't had... Well, I'm going to bring it up. I brought you something tonight, didn't I? Right, yes. <laughs> I was going to ask you about this. You brought me something that is delicious. Tell me about it. Um, so I this weekend I thought, all right, I'm coming on the radio Sunday night. What can I bring? Because um, I think part of this is connecting between one person and another, and making and giving of food is so important in any culture throughout the world. So I thought... I'm going to pick blueberries on Saturday. I'm going to bring in a little itsy-bitsy blueberry pie in a small frying pan for you. And so um, I bike to pick the blueberries. I pick them. I use maple syrup that I had made actually of my own. And um, the flour I had wanted to get locally, I wasn't able to, but there are some great local flours around. And the butter is Cabot, so it uses milk from milk products and cream products throughout New England. And so that, that created your blueberry pie. So it's all local. That's all local. And it tastes delicious, delicious, especially knowing now that you picked that uh, yesterday. You picked yes. the blueberries yesterday. Um, thank you so, so much for that, Phil. My guest tonight, Phil Corman, Executive Director of CISA. D um, do you work with uh, the... Um, Farm markets? Is that what we... The farmer's markets? Farmer's markets. Yeah, and that's a really important way that all of us can be getting food directly from our farmers. So there are 37 farmer's markets in western Massachusetts in our three counties, and now we even have winter markets. So believe it or not, any week of the year, you can go to a farmer's market and you can buy a lot of wonderful things that are locally grown. And our new endeavor is we... We feel it's very important that every member of the community, sh you know, can have access to local food. And so right now we've launched a program called Snap and Save. 
and that will be providing uh, a $5 match for all families, households that are on SNAP or food stamps. And already we have eight farmers markets in Hamden County participating and four in Hampshire, and we hope to raise more money and start it up also in Franklin County. These efforts have been going on at a number of markets. We're trying to just add some more resources and make it a little easier to reach more people. And um, do, do you go um, to these farmers markets yourself to see, to supervise, or no, you just kind of like guide, give them guidelines? How are you involved with them? So. Um, there's many different models of farmer's markets. Some are owned by an individual vendor farmer. Some is a group of farmers. Um, some is just run by an individual who's not a farmer, maybe doing it through a church or a nonprofit mm. group. So the models vary. What we try to do is provide some technical assistance to these farmer's markets. They do a great job. They, they're working on low pay and volunteer power to run them. They're really sort of bringing a wonderful part of the commons to everybody. Um, so what we're trying to do is really, we, again, we'll pull them all together, the managers of farmers markets, so they can learn from each other. We try to um, help them with any technical assistance they need. We've been helping them uh, be able to take SNAP and credit cards and debit cards, and now we're going to be doing a match. So <laughs> I had no idea they take credit cards also now. Yeah, yes, uh, they do. That's pretty good. And uh, working with SNAP, what used to be the food stamps, that's right. a great advantage. Is there a, a special um, uh, deal for the people that use their food stamps or no? Well, the special deal is the first $5 they spend will be matched. So when you buy $5 of an item, you automatically have the ability to buy another $5 oh. without using your SNAP. You're given tokens depending on the market right, right. Um, and again all this information is on buylocalfood.org and it indicates which farmers markets are open what days but at this point you pretty much can find a farmers market open every day of the week very good very good now um, I, I was under the impression wrongly that we didn't have that many uh, farms around I always thought that this local farmers um, or the farmers markets were like from Small private gardens, you know, people who have right. some leftover zucchinis and you know, all these uh, vegetables. But from when what you're telling me, I get the impression that we do have some large farms. Uh, who, who, so, who farms? Yeah, who farms what's in Western Massachusetts? Who, who are our farmers? And yeah. one great way to find out is go to a farmers market because you'll you'll get to meet five to ten to fifteen to twenty farmers, and it's so much fun to like talk to the people who are growing your food and putting it on your table. So it really varies. I mean, we have some of the best soil in the world right here in the Connecticut River Valley, and while our farms are not big, if you're talking about California size or the Midwest. Um, we have farmers who are making a living solely doing farming. And then we have farmers who that's one of the jobs they have. So we have a wide variety. We have people who have been farming in their families for eight or ten generations. And we have people who are farming who just started less than eight or ten years ago. So we have a wide variety. And we need that full complement because... It's not um, a given anymore that the next generation will take over farming from their parents or grandparents. And so we always need new beginning farmers. And the challenge they have is they may not have the land. 
They may not have the experience through their family, and they may not have the capital to buy the equipment. So um, there's been a very big effort nationally, statewide, and in Western Mass to help beginning farmers get off the ground. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good to know. So if anybody uh, is thinking of becoming a farmer or just starting on a very small scale, they can come to you. To, for technical assistance, as you said, uh, even just to get started with a press release, right. and then uh, maybe the financial aspect, how to produce, and they they could go to your website, or should I make a contact, call somebody in your office? How how would it get started? We we really want people to do the easiest thing for them, so they they should feel free to just give us a call. That's not a problem at all. That's why we're there, and if we can't help you, we have referrals for who can, um, and so that's key. You know the the part that CISA is doing is we're upping the skill level of the farmer to directly communicate to the people they want to sell to, and it's amazing what we ask of our farmers these days. We ask them to grow food, wood, fiber, flowers, all these different things. We want them to share a part of their lives. We want them to, um, you know, be communicating well with us. And it just goes on and on. So any way that CISA can be useful to a farmer is, is sort of a good day for us. Mm -hmm. Where is your office located? We're located in South Deerfield. Um, but again, we're really all over the three counties. And uh, what is the website? If anybody wants to take, uh, you know, look at uh, what you do and a uh, phone number also on the website, Sure, please? sure. So our website is buylocalfood.org and our phone number is 413-665-7100 and I'm glad to share my own personal email. It's phil at buylocalfood.org. One last question. You mentioned uh, that uh, we also work uh, with wood what, what kind of wood is there, uh, the one that is produced? I know that, that we have a lot of pine. But right. There's a lot. Of, well, it's really, um, you know, for people who have wood stoves and are heating their homes, oh. um, the, actually farmers control a lot of forestry, forests as part of their land holdings. And so they often are good... Um, they do good conservation practices, and so they'll be cutting down wood at times and trees and in, in a way that's productive in the long term and is sustainable. And so they oftentimes are selling that wood to the rest of us to heat our homes. Okay, very good. Okay, that's good to know. Is there anything else that uh, you would like to say that we haven't touched upon? Um, again, just to remind people that when you are buying locally from farmers, you're making such a difference. A, you're getting probably the best food recently harvested that you can get anywhere in the world. Um, if you're if you're increasing your purchasing of produce, you're probably adding to your own health. And by keeping these dollars local, you not only are helping your farmers, you're actually keeping more land undeveloped and accessible and beautiful to all of us. And you're providing a more resilient economy for all of us. Thank you so, oh, so thank much. You. It was a pleasure to have you here. We were talking with Phil Corman. He is the executive director of Seaside. has been Great. I have learned a lot, and I'm sure many of our listeners have as well. Thank you so much. Thank you.